Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand spanking new episode of Not Aspirational with Hannah Brown. I'm your host, Hannah Brown, and welcome back, everyone. How are we all doing? Full disclosure, I'm recording this intro on Wednesday. I recorded the episode on Monday night, so I have no fucking idea what the state of the world is going to be when this comes out. But in this moment, recording this intro, I am very hopeful, and I just hope everyone is taking care of themselves this week and prioritizing self-care, and I am just sending love and healing and positivity to everyone. I know it sounds woo-woo, but that's my fucking truth. If you don't follow me already, follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter, Hannah A. Brown Zero on TikTok. If you like the show, head on over to iTunes, leave a rating and a review if you would be so kind. And if you want to listen to some bonus episodes and support me and this podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash not aspirational, where just $5 a month gets you access to all of the bonus episodes. Okay, so you know, I know I know we're all on the same page here. This week is a trip. It's been draining. It's been tough. And when I was planning this episode, I wanted to have a guest on that was relaxing, laid back, funny, that I knew y'all would love. So I thought, who better than my boyfriend, Jake Relic? So he came on the show. This episode is what I like to call easy listening. It's a chill vibe. Again, we recorded it at like 10 p.m. on Monday. So I'm not going to lie to you. It's not the highest energy podcast I've ever had, but we're all kind of drained right now and I'm just doing the best I fucking can. But we had fun. Um, Truly, we had fun. We talked about our self-care rituals in quarantine. Jake had a blast reliving his glory days as a lifeguard at his first job. And we discussed so much more beyond that. And it was a really good time. So I hope this episode can offer some laughs, some levity, some calm, some easy listening. And without further ado, let's get into it. Here's my conversation with my boyfriend, Jake Relic. Every little step he takes. One. Jump in whenever. Mm-hmm. I won't. Combinations every move that he makes. So I now have a beautiful brand new cord. You do. And a microphone with a Monty hair on it. Welcome back to the podcast, Jake. Thank you so much for coming all this way. Don't be annoying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it all started back when I was... Ugh, you're fired. Um... <laughs> Y'all, I just decided it's election week. By the time this episode comes out, we don't really know what the fuck is going to be going on. Um, so I wanted to guess that was <laughs> low maintenance. That can pull an audience. <laughs> or if shit goes wrong and people don't want to listen to anyone talk ever again, I might be, you know, like maybe no one ever listens to this. Mate, perhaps not. Perhaps <laughs> not. Um, Jake, how are you doing at this point in election week? I mean, honestly, like I'm nervous, but I saw something that was like, you know, beware, like you can, there's only room for worrying or hope and I'm choosing hope. I love that. What are some of your self-care rituals that you're putting in place? My oils. Your oils. My oils. Oh, we should explain our oils. So Hannah has the vitamin E oil from Trader Joe's. I sure do. And I was... And Vaseline. Yeah, but I don't do the Vaseline. I do the Vaseline. I mean, I, I kind of do, but not 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 as tradition or... Uh, what Often. Wh- often. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Not like... <laughs> Ritually. Ritu- thank you. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, but I do the vitamin E. It's nice. I mainly focus around my the giant, uh, big brown. The bit. What's that? The Bloomingdale's big brown bag. <laughs> the big brown bags under my eyes. Yeah, you know. I, we're both fire signs and it should be, I don't know what that has to do with what I'm about to say. We're both vain is where I'm going with this. Oh yes. Yes. I don't know that. I, does that have to do with fire? I don't know. I, again, I, speaking out. Or I, I like to think that it's just us individually that we are both vain people. Yeah. So put two vain people in a house together for a nine month period when we're turning to whatever we can to feel good, alcohol, food, etc. Well, also we were turning, I turned 30 during this and you turned 29. So Mm -hmm. like I'm entering my thirties and you're leaving your 20. You're like, you're on your last year of your twenties. No, no, no. I'm just saying that. (laughs) And we're two vain people and we're, we're drinking a lot. We're getting like, and with all this time in the house, we have too much time in front of the mirror to like Pull at our wrinkles and like and look at our lines. Yeah, now, like, to be fair, when you moved in, we had more. We now have more mirrors in the house. I, I I'm blaming mirrors. you for yeah. this. Yes, I'm a absolutely. Leo. What did you think was going to happen? But uh, that jade roller. Oh, he loves. Okay, so we stick we stick our jade roller in the freezer. You guys, I um, use it more than you and do. Jake uses it. <laughs> you use it like every day, pretty much Almost, in the morning. Yeah, I've, I I kind of dropped off for like a week or so, and then this week I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Like, I was I like, oh, that. I forgot about this thing. What is what's wrong with me? Well, so all this to say, there was one night where you were laying in bed and you were like, I don't feel very good about myself, Hannah. And I said, you want me to do my oils? And I took out my oils. And I say oils like oils because I was listening to a podcast where Andy McDowell said that her first commercial she ever booked was for like hair oil and because of her accent she said oil and people like laughed at her and she didn't know why and then later in life she realized why and she's like I think my accent is pretty so all this to say I don't even know who Andy McDowell is she's she's like an iconic uh she's one of the OG like model turned actors um you'd recognize her if you saw her Margaret Qualley is her daughter okay But anyways, so I was like, oh my gosh, let me put vitamin E oil on your face. And we had a little spa vibe and I put the vitamin E oil on your face and you liked how it felt. Yeah. And Monty loves how it tastes. Yes. Um, What other self-care rituals do you have? Uh, Eating, drinking. Same, same. Drinking more. Cure. Drinking more. Yeah, cure. But I'm trying to do a little less than that. Me too. Mm-hmm. Should we tell the listeners about the time that we did an edible together over the summer? Oh, the, and at my sister's pool and we got real high and like... Yeah, it was terrible. We're, yeah, we hated it. Every, it was, like, we're not drug, well... We're not, we're not weed people. Mom could large. be listening, so we're not drug people, but... We're, <laughs> we're not, we're not generally weed people, but we got to a point in core where we were like, let's, let's dabble. We live in LA. Like we live right by a really good weed store. Yeah. But the problem is, is that like you dabble, meaning like you try it and you like, and I'm just like, oh yeah, no, I'm not going to drink tonight, but I'm going to smoke a bunch of weed. <laughs> yeah. You go all in. You go all in with Teddy. Yes, I do. With Tartar. So with, with Teddy Mellencamp. So <laughs> we went to the store and this lovely gentleman helped us and he led us to the edibles and he said these churro flavored rice krispies will make you feel like you're in the 90s and i was like put them on my dad she's like (laughs) i can't turn down the 90s 
I, in my mind, I was going to eat that edible and like be in a goofy movie. Of course you are. You know, and that's like all I want. So I was like, come here. And I go from eating, never, never smoking weed to eating a whole edible. <laughs> well, and I didn't hear this, but afterwards you said, oh yeah, the guy said that he did half. And I was like, oh, he did half and we each did a whole one. Yeah. The guy who works at the, yeah, I think he, he, I wasn't listening when he said that. Uh, I was, and I just actively made a dumb decision. So there's that. I didn't feel like I was in the nineties. Needless to say. Um, that was fun. That was a fun day. It, no, I mean, it actually, it it wasn't, but we put on the breakup and I took the like longest nap. Like I just remember like starting falling asleep when the credits started and then waking up when the end credits ended. Yeah. I I think I couldn't even slip. Like I was trying to, but couldn't. Uh You couldn't, you were like kind of pissed off about it. Can I ask you, what's your favorite movie to watch when you're like feeling down in the dumps? Uh, when I'm feeling down in the dumps, I mean, I really like, uh, what this is where I leave you. Oh, I love, I really liked that book. I loved the movie. I know that it's like, it's just like my type of movie, I guess. It's a great movie though. It's underrated. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people didn't like it. Why didn't they like it? I think they thought it was like schmaltzy. I don't know what that means. Uh, you know, like, like over the, like melodramatic kind of like over the top. I think that they thought that everyone that showed up like half-assed it, which I don't agree with, but whatever. And Han doesn't fucking half-ass anything. No, she doesn't. But like Tina Fey, like they were like Tina Fey. And And I was like, no, but like for me, I really like it because it, uh, reminds me, like I, I come from a family of four with or four kids, a family mm-hmm. of six. There's mm-hmm. one girl and three boys. And like, so I, mm-hmm. and I'm also basically Jason Bateman, but you know. You get that a lot, don't you? I do. Do you, Who do you get more, Jason Bateman or Adam Scott? I think I get Jason Bateman more just because of our humor. Mm-hmm. And like, he plays a straight man in his comedies mm-hmm. that he's, and like, that's my sense of humor is yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. basically. So yeah, I get that more, but I do get Adam Scott. Mm. I, I have a crush on Adam Scott, so that's good. Great. If y'all can't tell this episode, I would categorize under easy listening with like an N apostrophe at the end of listening. This is like a chill episode. Like I really don't have a whole fuck of a lot planned. I'm going to ask you my traditional interview questions. Um, But before we get into that, uh, one more question. Yes. Actually, a couple more. What's your favorite self-care meal? Like you're feeling down. Actually, yeah, I have a few more questions. Self-care meal. What's your favorite? Uh, I mean, it used to be Chipotle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, shit. Okay. Well, I'm going to say my favorite... I don't know if I have it like spaghetti. Probably we love pasta. Like I house. think it's like a bolognese is like that's that's pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. But like if I'm, I, I guess my self care mm-hmm. normally takes place when I'm hungover. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's normally like a cheeseburger. You do love a cheeseburger. I love a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Monsters. They're yeah terrible humans. <laughs> um, what out of the candles that I've introduced to you in 2020? Enya. Which is your favorite? Enya. 
Anya from Bijou Candles. Yeah, but oh, but there was that white one that um that Anna that got Anna got you. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. I don't know, but Salvia. Yes. Yeah. I liked that one a lot too. You really like like a spa vibe I, in your candles. I do, and I but I also liked uh, the Dyad one too. That was a nice one. Dark and Stormy yeah. from Dyad. Ugh. That was a good one. Would you say in 2020 my candle addiction has gotten out of hand? Hannah, you didn't have a candle addiction until 2020. Like, not that you didn't enjoy a good candle. Oh, that's not true. Never mind. I guess I'm lying. I'm no. fully lying to your listeners. No, you you have... But you were... I had, like, one or two in the house right. at any one time. L- right. That's now what I mean. Like now it's, like, every... Like, you shop for candles the way I surf Redfin. Yes. That's accurate. Yeah. And I keep wondering, like, why isn't my wardrobe bigger? Like, why don't I have, you know, an expensive sweatsuit yet in 2020? Why don't I have new sneakers? Well, you bought one and then you returned it because it didn't 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 fit me. Yeah, I got an Amazon sweatsuit that I didn't like. But, you know, I ask myself these questions and I go, oh, the candles, the candle of it all. And I regret nothing because you enjoy them, too. I do enjoy them. But I also don't think that, like, I think that you think that you buy a lot of candles and you, you buy, like... Two, maybe three a month. Yeah, and then they just sort of add up because, you know, I don't burn through all of them. I have to be in a mood. Well, sure. (laughs) Where do you stand on the Candace Monique fight? Oh, I mean, uh, clearly uh, Monique is in the wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is what I have to say publicly. And... uh, (laughs) Even though you have a crush on Monique. Even though I have a crush on Monique. And, uh, but I also feel like Candace is really like milking it for all that it's worth. Uh, with a, with a creased Kleenex to the, with a, with a perfectly folded corner of a, <laughs> of a Kleenex to the duct. That's when I remember that she's a beauty queen because of how perfectly she like doesn't ruin her makeup Honestly, when she cries. I remember that she was a beauty queen when we were watching last night and she was singing mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, because this is the first person on Bravo that I have heard sing that can actually You're sing. Like, Wait, she has a fantastic voice. I was like, oh, she yeah. can actually sing. I was like, oh, right. That was her talent in her in her pageant days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, first and so far only person on Bravo that can actually hold a tune, in my opinion. And How I'm a professional. You? Countess Luann like comes out of like behind our fiddle leaf plant and is like, excuse me. No, she comes. Happy she pops birthday. out behind the, the Biden Harris sign in the front yard. Yeah. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. You know, anyway. I, I was going to say she's doing her best, but upon further inspection of her recent she's social media activity, I she don't know. She could do a lot better. I think she could do better. <laughs> I think there's a. Uh, Room for improvement. When you were graded in elementary school, was it like check, check plus, check minus? No, because I didn't go to elementary school until fifth grade. And by fifth grade, they already gave letter grades. That's fucked up. That feels a little early to me. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I mean, before fifth grade, I was homeschooled and we got grades when we were in kindergarten. Like my mom wasn't like check, check plus. She was like. A, B, B minus, you got all these wrong. But she also then would like talk to us and like give us a chance to like 
get them right. Mm. Like, cause, cause she wasn't ever just going to like, cause again, she, you know, wanted to, uh, teach us herself. So she didn't want us to not know what the right answer was. So like we got it wrong, but then she would be like, okay, so let's find the right answer. Mm-hmm. Sure. When you were homeschooled, did you have to get dressed in like real clothes? Fuck no. So you just got to like roll out of bed in your pajamas? Yeah. And like learn. Hell yeah. Did you like that? I hated homeschooling. You're a social creature. I am. My favorite part of school was talking. Mm-hmm. Like I got, in tr- I got in trouble for it so much. But like the teacher still liked me because I was smart enough and I would also like engage in like class discussions. Mm-hmm. So like I still knew what was going on for the most part, mm-hmm. but I would talk or like pass notes or whatever in the back of the class. Mm-hmm. And then when we would have discussions, I would raise my hand and give my, I'm a very opinionated person. We know this. So am I. Our fights are terrible. Mm, I don't think they're that bad. That's my opinion though. No, then we get in a fight. About <laughs> uh, our exactly. Fights. <laughs> um, let's get into my traditional interview questions that I ask every guest. All right, but uh, be specific with me. Like, I want to be, I want to feel special too because, you know. Well, the pre questions are always the specific ones. Oh, okay. Would you like me to read them? I'm just being a dick. Are they not enough for you? If you don't like my questions, unfollow me. Don't touch me lighter. Don't touch me lighter. You're better at it than I am. Do you have anything? I like when you do it, especially because they can't see what you involved your fingers the way well, Hannah did. Well, because, yeah, it like the top it's knuckle, little, the tip like, kind of like a witch. gets a little crooked. Yeah. yeah. Don't. Don't well, touch me. Yes. Do well. you want to share any of your below deck thoughts with the listeners? Because you're a new below deck fan. Uh, it. It, I don't know. It, it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. And we love every second. Yeah. And I, I really don't have like strong, hard opinions about it. It just is really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like it's just genuinely like I'm entertained. The guests are always awful because first of all, this is a person like the people that are guests, especially the primary guest, uh, they are at a certain level of income so they're already spoiled brats but they're also people that want to pay to then be on a tv show right like Like they're paying to be on a tv like you're on a yacht like crowded with cameras and you're still paying all that money to be on a yacht like that's not actually relaxing it's just flexing your wealth and being on tv exactly that's not my yacht vibe if i were to pick a yacht vibe that ain't it my yacht vibe is I don't want a single person on there. First of all, I want no one to talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to hear a word. A peep. <laughs> out of the servant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, Romano. <laughs> that's, that's what I was going for there. No, I don't. I They can talk to me. That's fine. I would honestly probably want to party with the staff. I would want them to sit down and drink with me. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the way I'm talking is that I'm the only guest on the yacht. <laughs> this yeah, is, you don't bring me along yeah. in this scenario. No. Well, you can have your your yacht can be next to mine. Fine, <laughs> I like my alone time. <laughs> oh man. 
Yeah, we'll keep y'all updated on our below deck journey. We're really like you and I will like dip in and out of shows, take a little break, see, dip back we're in. We're not like, good at we're not good at binging. We're shows. terrible. The at binging. one show that we've binged on this uh, on in this quarantine is Potomac. Yep. Oh, once we get to like season three, I think I missed the first couple seasons, but. I think I, well, I like kind of watched sporadically. Season but then, three, I would say for you, it was like middle of season three. Yeah. And then once season four started, it was like a Saturday and you were like, we're not turning it off. And I we like, spent like I, yeah. an entire Saturday, like morning into night watching season four. And it was great. It was amazing. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Okay. First question. Where did you grow up? Uh, Kansas. Shawnee, Kansas specifically. Which is Kansas City, Kansas. As <laughs> how do, how do you say that? Kansas City, Kansas. There we go. Thank you. And sorry, who's from there, Jake? Um. Oh, Paul Rudd is. Mm-hmm. Well, he. I went to Shawnee Mission North. He went to Shawnee Mission West. Both of our birthdays are April sixth. We were both student body president, and yes, I'm always going to find a way to slide that fact in. Just the fact that I was student body president, not that we both. But anyway, we're basically the same person. Is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Sure. I loved you in Clueless. Thank you so much. You I it was it was a blast. It was my um, breakout role. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I feel like probably I don't know. Love that for you. Mm-hmm. You know how Clueless ends with the song "Tenderness" by General Public. No, um, I just filmed it, and they didn't play that when I was uh, done but filming. Surely, it. Paul Rudd, you were at the premiere. Paul Rudd, you started. Yeah, but I, it, yeah, but it, it was my breakout role. I got hammered, and I. Why would I stay until the end? I did the red carpet, and then I left. Okay, but this song. Yeah. You know, it's so joyous. It you plays can only do like. 10, 15 seconds of it, Hannah. Otherwise, I'm just kidding. Shut up. <laughs> producer Jake. Um, so you know how that song plays at the end of the movie when Miss Geist like throws the bouquet and then they're all like shoving each other I'm not going to lie. It? I've never seen that movie all the way through. Oh, well, that's the ending. And all this to say, I always dreamed. <laughs> I always dreamed of throwing my bouquet to that song to honor the end of Clueless. At my wedding. I hope you have a good time at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, though. You know this. I'm going to fold pop culture into my life everywhere and anywhere. And I'm going to unfold it and throw it in the laundry hamper everywhere and anywhere I can. If if I'm you get to play right. pour some sugar on me at our fucking wedding and my grandma what? has to watch you gyrate drunkenly on the dance floor, I'll play tenderness for the bouquet toss. I never when have I said I want to play pour some some sugar on me? We I just always to once, dance to it. We were listening to it once in the car and you're like I fucking love this song and like I want to play like like this kind of music towards like the second half of the wedding when all the old people leave. Oh, sure. But then if the old people are leaving, then your grandma won't see me drunk and sure. gyrate on the dance floor. Sure. She'd probably think it was funny. But it would be one of those, oh, God, oh, God. like laughing while she's like, oh, my stars. And my mom will be sitting right there next to her being like, I don't understand. What's I don't going. get it. I don't get it. Um, what was junior high like for you, Jake? Hated it. Hated every minute of it. Why? I was like going, I was late to puberty and like, I didn't have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. 
I had like two. Yeah, it's also hard when they've all been in school together since first grade and you sort of jumped in in fifth grade and then. Yeah, I guess that's true. You're still sort of getting your footing. I mean, well, but junior high for you was sixth grade, right? Oh, yeah. What was yours? Ours, ours was seventh and eighth. Oh, so like, sure. yeah. So like fifth and sixth grade was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't go back. No, I never go back to middle school. What about like knowing what you know now? Like, would you like Bruce no, Willis? The no, kid I it? hate middle school. See, I hated it too, but like I would Bruce Willis the kid it. And Again, like I haven't seen it. We watched it together in core. Remember when I started sobbing? It was with Bruce Willis in the plane and the little boy, and he ends up like going back to school with his younger self. Oh, and oh, yeah. it's so emotional. And he like is like, oh my gosh, like we're gonna stand up to the bullies. I would totally Bruce Willis the kid it, like go back to my younger self and be like, here's what you fucking say. Do you and think that I have seen movies that I think that I haven't and I just don't? don't remember them. I think you forget what they're called, but you remember the experience once I bring it up. That's true. But I'm still like having a hard time remembering. Like I know what movie you're talking about, but just like details of the movie. Well, it also holds a big deal of like nostalgic significance for me. Cause it yeah. was like the first movie I saw with my dad, like after the divorce. And it was like, we had it on VHS and it was oh, like very right, emotional right. and like blah, blah, blah. And, the kid's mom passes away. It's a whole fucking thing. Um, so, you know, it's not shocking to me that so I remember. the kid is yeah. similar to this is where I leave you for me. Yes. <laughs> sure. But yeah, so I would go back to junior high and like tell my younger self, like I would like coach her through situations. I No. You have no interest. No interest. You're like, I turned out fine. It doesn't fucking matter. It turned out great. Um, what was your fine? first job? <laughs> was my first job. Yeah. I was a lifeguard. Bebe. Were you, I feel like you were just like a kid version of like Sam Rockwell in the way, way back. Oh, uh, uh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen parts of that or mm-hmm. I've, have we watched that whole thing? We've never watched it together, but it's in the same camp as this is where I leave you. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, and Dan in real life. I will say that at my first lifeguarding job, it was at a country club and the lifeguard chair was actually just a lawn chair, like a normal pool lawn chair mm-hmm. for, uh, not for the f- whole pool, but for the baby pool. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in it next to our manager who was also, uh, my neighbor and my sister's best friend growing up. And we were talking and one of the moms came over and was like talking to us. And then she was like, oh, look at, and like she made an offhanded com- comment to me of like, look at you. You're so cute playing lifeguard. And like I, n- neither of us, like no one really registered it because it was so quick. And then I like got up to rotate and she literally, and she goes, oh my God, you are the lifeguard. Cause I was, again, I was small. so small until I was like 15 or 16, I guess. Probably did you have 16. a growth spurt? Yeah. Mm. Yes, I did. Remember the time I asked, so when did this, this happen? happen? And I like gestured Because I, were you looking? You showed me pictures like of you from high, high school, school. And you and were you just were like, just, what the fuck? You were just so like tiny and like And skinny. even college pictures too. Yeah, yeah. You were just like a little baby face. And I was like, so when did this, this happen? happen? It's a little rude, but you thought it was funny. I, I didn't think it was rude. I thought it was funny, but I guess it is a little rude, but like, that's how my family is though. So I was like, Oh, you're going to get along. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the mom was mortified. I think she was just, I don't think she was fully mortified. I think she was just mainly just shocked. She just didn't really understand 
that I could save a life, but I'm Good. a bomb swimmer. How to save a life by the fray. Um, you loved lifeguarding. Like you would oh, relive it yeah. tomorrow. If but that's also why I like uh, below deck because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's kind of like lifeguarding. I mean, they do the same things where it's like you have to clean everything and put things away and pull it out and you feel like you're serving everyone and you're mm. not. And like, People will ask you like, oh, do you have any more toilet paper? And I'm like, no, go ask the front desk or the janitor. Like, I'm not your, I'm not your servant. So you would be a bosun. We had a pregnant lady. Sorry. I'm just remembering one of the most ridiculous things that was, we had a very pregnant lady come to the manager's office and ask, you know how like lawn chairs at um, public pools are like metal with like those rubber straps? Yes. She came and asked if we could uh, cut the straps to one of, they're like 300, like those chairs are, so that she could lay stomach down and tan her back. That is quite an ask. I said, no, but there are some older chairs out there. And if you want to break some straps, you're more than welcome to. Did she? No. Did you feel cool in the swimsuit? The red, the red trunks? No. I just, I felt cool with my whistle. I felt cool with my sunglasses. Did you have like aviators? Absolutely I did. And I had the mirrored ones, which then we later learned, uh, gave like, they're more like mirrored sunglasses. Like damaging to your retinas? They're more, no, they're more damaging to your skin because it just reflects straight down onto your cheeks. But, okay. But then we got blue blockers and those were baller. Did you have like the little like zinc like on your face? No, but one time, so we had this, uh, this position called the Rover, which they were just like halfway through the, uh, your sit. You were at each chair for 30 minutes and halfway through somebody, the Rover would come around and say, do you need anything? You good? Do you need water? Like, cause Mm -hmm. it would get hot. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I would drink a whole Nalgene in like 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Um, and one time it was soup. It was a slow day and we had an older male manager who was, Mm -hmm. uh, so we literally had a lifeguard staff of like 20 people and I would say four or five of them were males Mm -hmm. so the girls like ran the like they ran it and Mm -hmm. two of them that were older were like Jake we're gonna I was super tan and they just sprayed a bunch of like tanning oil on me Mm -hmm. and then I and I was still kind of skinny at this time Mm -hmm. and uh, I walked around and everybody was laughing because I was like walking around like glowing because I had so much oil yeah it was really funny but so no I didn't do the zinc but I did the tanning oil the tanning oil that's where the oil started it's it's the starting of all the oils um remember when I asked you like how would you like save me and you're like I didn't have to save people because no one started drowning in my pool. Or what'd you say? Yeah, and then you got mad because I wouldn't Im- indulge <laughs> you. You know, just like being all gallant and like scooping me up in the water and then like laying me down and performing CPR. Okay. What would you do if Ramona was drowning in a pool? <laughs> I'd turn my back. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. We're kidding. No, what I was saying, no, what I told you was uh 
a good lifeguard doesn't have to save anyone because they're like the majority it's of prevention. their job is prevention. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you should recognize it. If, if you're a lifeguard out there and you've saved someone good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you should recognize signs of not strong swimmers and get them out of the pool. They, mm-hmm. you, you have the full right to tell them that they cannot be swimming where they can't swim. Mm-hmm. That's my, one, that was my advice when I was, te- when I was teaching. Cause I also, mm-hmm. I'm like on a whole trip. You're like my head. I don't think is, it's not going to fit through a door after this interview. Um, <laughs> But, uh, no, I also taught uh, people how to, like, I certified lifeguards, too. That was a big deal for you, because you got to teach your little brother. I did get to teach my little brother. Almost um, failed him. Any, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> any final thoughts on your first job? Just because I know it means so much to you. I want to make sure that you really get everything out. It, that you want I was out. a lifeguard longer than I was a lifeguard at one pool longer than I ever went to a school. Wow. So like I went to high school, like I only went to high school for four years and college for four. I was a lifeguard for eight years at the same pool. So it was a little mini junior career for me. Yeah. And I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it. And I even made a coworker cry. And it also got you through, I mean, you actually saved everything you made at the pool. It's not like you went out after yeah. and spent it on like, yeah. you know, I mean, I did, natty light. Yeah. I, I raked it in those summers and then, and it like helped me pay for school and then. Internships. Yeah, LA. exactly. Yeah. So like it was, it was a, yeah, it was nice. Love that. Um, what was your favorite outfit that you wore to a school dance? Uh, I think my, like, I think at the time I would say my senior prom, I wore a white tux, but it was hideous. But did you feel sexy like that day? I felt cool. Yeah. And I had a brown fedora that one of my friends let me use. Well, and I had to use it because my date wore high heels and she was like my height. Like norm- was it Caitlin? Yeah. Shout out to Caitlin. Yeah, she she's wore, already very tall. She's already very tall. Uh, she wore high heels because she like kind of was. She was a trendsetter when it came to like fashiony things. She still is very stylish. She's, yeah. yeah, but she um she like she was the only girl that wore like a shorter dress to prom and then like the next year everybody wore short dresses to prom i wore a short dress to prom too exactly and your prom would have been the next year okay i'm just i'm a i didn't know what happened at shawnee (laughs) mission north um okay so you were you had to wear a fedora to add some extra inches to your noggin yeah but the thing here's the thing though i had black shoes with a fedora and it's like a brown fedora and it just clashed, but whatever. There's been a sartorial journey for you since then. Yes. And now looking back, I would say my, like, uh, I think I wore an ivory tie once mm. to like a black suit with a white shirt and an eye. Like slick it was Rick. slick Rick. And then I also did, or maybe that was, a prom. I don't remember really. No, that was prom that I wore ivory. But mm-hmm. uh, and then 
I did a like a pale pink once. Mm, like, chic. Yeah, like we were. She was in black. I was in a black suit, and then she was like, "I'm gonna do pink." Like she was like, "We're let's do pink flowers," and so I got a tie that was pale pink. I love and that. That for was you. chic too. Yeah. You know, you looked really slick, Rick. About a year ago, when we went to my friend Joanna's wedding, and you got hell yeah, I square did. cufflinks and square buttons. And you looked slick, Rick too. You looked very handsome. Thank you. <laughs> um, who was your cartoon crush growing up? Uh, uh, what's the bunny? Um, Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny. Really? Oh yeah, from uh, Space Jam. Did oh. you know? I've literally been saying for months, like I'm waiting for a guest to say that Lola Bunny was their cartoon crush growing up. Really? Yeah. I don't listen to your podcast. I know. So, but that's you're the cool. first person to actually like say that because I'm yeah. like someone. We're all like '90s kids around here. Like someone's Lola gonna Bunny say Lola was Bunny. Hot. Yeah. She was hot. She was hot. Are you kidding? I wanted to be her for Halloween. I like had a brief thought. And then I didn't because I was like, how am I going to do her like high ponytail without I still want to do her ears. Anyway, we're not talking about me. Anyways. Okay, well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lola Bunny. Anyone else or just Lola? I mean, like I thought the X-Men, like the girls from that were hot. Like Jean Grey was hot. But mm-hmm. like that's also like a human. So I don't really know how your show works with like. No, as long as it's a cartoon. versus bestiality. You know, cartoons know what they're doing. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Um, I will say Lola Bunny was probably also part of, for me, like I always wanted to be the hot tomboy who was good at sports. Yeah. And, you know, I have. And you're really good at sports. And I'm I'm an athlete. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I always wanted to be a hot girl who was good at sports and I never was. To this day, I've never been on a sports team. Not once in my life. Never going to happen. Um... I feel like an athlete when I'm good at beer pong or flip cup. Um, but Lola Bunny was probably the start of that. Yeah. Yeah. But she was like thick. Like she was like, she was really hot. She was hot. Cool. <laughs> you're like, uh, that's you're enough. kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a fucking enough. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Do what you're going to do. Um, who would your celebrity bestie be and why? Uh, I mean, I would say Paul Rudd just because of all the reasons that I said earlier, mm-hmm. Jason Bateman. Um, we've so you just had want this to befriend people who are like you. <laughs> yeah, but we've had this conversation and I forget who, who I said, I feel like Jessica Chastain and I would get along well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she's a little bit smart for me, but like, I think it would be like a good, we'd have a good banter. She seems funny, but not like, too like intimidating funny you know Mm -hmm. and she also seems like she's funnier in a like a like a class setting like a group thing yeah Um, she'll order the next round of beers yeah yeah which is like like i i vibe well with that you always want to have that friend that's like i got the next round right right i think that like um I mean, honestly, I think that Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston and I would all be great, like, because I know that they're friends and I think I would get along with them, Mm -hmm. too. And I'm trying to think. I feel like, you know who I feel like we would both be friends with or would want to be friends with? Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, absolutely. But see, her her level of funny intimidates me. Like, I would be cracking up and it would be honest to God cracking up, but... 
I would like she would know nothing about me because all I would be doing is laughing. I mean, totally. Like I'm obsessed with her, but like, do you think that she's? And this isn't me saying she's not a funny person, but do you think she's like the friend who's cracking jokes when she's just at dinner with people? Or do you think she just like doesn't fucking want to because that's her job? Like maybe she's actually super reserved. No. You're like, Mm-mm. no, I not think my that Julia. she's, I, I, no, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> do you have a revenge fantasy? And if so, what is it? No, I'm like thinking about taking this question out y'all because when I, even a few months ago when I wrote these questions, I was like, yes, like I used to always say I was fueled by like wine, cold brew and revenge fantasies. But like, I feel like if you're solid with yourself, you don't really need to have them. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you have a hype up song? And if so, what is it? Uh, yeah, but I don't remember what it, it's like. Uh, I think it's crazy train. I think it's called Crazy Train, and that's what I used to listen to before I would swim a race. Also, don't you like ACDC as hype-up music? Thunderstruck, wasn't that one of your songs for swimming? Yeah, I like that song too, yeah. Love. I love ACDC. Again, enough about me. A fucking enough about you, all right? Do you, do you still use your same hype-up songs from swimming Absolutely for like any hype-up situation? No. Like if no. you were, let's say like you weren't, like you were going to do something you were nervous for. No, now it's like, baby, it's like Firework by Katy Perry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was going to say, I thought that like your pump up song was going to be that song. Like, Didn't ever go all night long. Because <laughs> we are never, never going no. home tonight. I don't want to No, most of the time, though, be. Most of the time, I only have to get fired up before um, you and I get into an argument, and though and then I have to I have to listen to like romance songs or like songs about like hard times. Are you joking? Right yes, now? I'm absolutely joking. You go to your room and like listen to the Bones and like. <laughs> no, not yet. Jeez. Um, what's something considered? Oh, this is my last question, Hunter. You know, you can come on whenever you want. I hey, I said that I would anytime, and you don't ever ask me. To be fair, I just got the cord back that That's fixed true. your microphone. That's so true. That. Yeah. Um. So there's gonna be a lot more where this is. For, I'm just. I'm, a lot more where that came from, friends. Um. I'm in a loopy mood, y'all, and I'm sorry. Um. What's something considered? You're gonna like this question. What's something considered aspirational that you don't have yet, but you want? And it can be anything. I mean, I know that a house with a pool. Yeah. Like. Yeah. A house with a pool. Ideally in the Los Feliz neighborhood. Ideally, but like I'm also into Studio City. I love it here, but. Am I, <laughs> should we not have said that? <laughs> um. Y'all need to know that Jake's act of self-care is going on Redfin and finding houses that he could completely like renovate. Oh, I guess that is self-care. Yeah. That's like, that's like my mental checkout and yeah. And I like to find like, I was like looking at like appliances today too, to just be like, all right, so how much would it cost to redo this kitchen? Like, like just like replace the appliances. I'm like, it's just the countertops and we can paint the cabinets and just new hardware and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you were saying earlier, like the way I 
sort of like window shop on the internet for like candles and shoes and clothes is like the way you like window shop for houses on the internet. Yeah. And, and you like a project, like you like being able to like, like think in your head, like, okay, I would knock out that wall. I would extend this to this. Yeah. I but like what really, what really gets the juices flowing though is when it's like, there's not a whole lot. Of, it's just like updating and like, mm-hmm. m- like, uh, paint like when it's just like paint or like a little paneling or whatever you know mm-hmm. like there's not a lot of like like structural things when the bones are good when there are good solid bones to a house bring and it you back just to Marin Morris just bring it back um, and then you just have to like replace the uh, appliance and like update things and a little like nip a little it, tuck yeah. a little paint some little TLC is what they call it you know this time last year you were building that cabinet for the bathroom and I told my sister like 50 times that you were building it yourself and she's like okay Sheena that's enough I, I did build that cabinet you it did. needs another coat of paint I don't know how it needs but it, paint it looks all great the time but it does um so you would say the aspirational thing you want but don't have it as a house yeah with a house pool with a pool or a lake house no, a house with a pool. Okay. I want a lake house, but that's not like... That's not like first on the list. No. Cool. You're like, okay. Well, we'll talk about that later as well. I'll just um, fuck myself then. Babe, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no problem. For soothing my listeners with some easy listening. Some easy, smooth talking. It's weird because I haven't recorded a late night episode in so long and I feel like the energy is just like so different. Or maybe it's me. You're soothing. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? Um, do you want to tell? You just did a little Ramona face. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, babe. Um, will you tell my listeners? I mean, do you want to tell them where they can me? find you? I mean, yeah. it's Jake Relic or Jake underscore, like whatever. It's Jake Relic and... There's not a lot of us. There isn't. There actually is one though. Mm-hmm. Our emails got screwed up one time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's kind of like what I go through with the other Hannah Brown, but not at all. I mean, similar but different. But I'm not at saying. all the same. Um, yeah, follow him if you want. He doesn't do much on social media, but you know. When I do, I get like 53 likes, guys. It's insane. Listen, let's not brag, okay? <laughs> um, and y'all, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a good week. And uh, prioritize all the self-care. Take care of yourselves. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.